Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hi everyone, welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 137. I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen. If it is your first episode, welcome. So happy to have you. And if you've been listening, thank you so much for coming on back to the show. And since I have last spoken with you guys, since that last episode, which came out two weeks ago, I took a week off last week. Um, if you follow me on social media, you are probably aware, but if you you know are just a listener of the show, I lost a very, very dear friend of mine, Brian. Um, he passed away on April 18th, and Brian is my best friend, Amy's husband. And if you are a listener of the show, then you might remember Amy from episode... 122, where we talked all about mental health. Amy is a licensed clinical therapist, and her and I have been best friends since high school. Uh, so we've you know a long friendship, and you know I had known Brian the entire time they were together. They met in college, and you know he was an amazing husband and father. They have three children who are the same ages as my kids. And I, it's hard to say anything about this because, um, honestly, it's, it's still like very raw and I've, I've lost people before, but this has really just hit very differently. So, um, it's going to be a very long road of, you know, grieving and healing. And more than anything, I, would just ask that you please keep my amazing friend Amy and their three kids in your prayers. Amy has shown just unbelievable grace and strength through all of this. Um, this past weekend, we had his services, his um, his wake and his funeral, and it was just excruciating. Um, but like I said, Amy is... I'm just, I'm truly in awe of her, and I and I have been really our whole friendship. She's just an amazing person. Um, yeah, I, like I said, it's hard, it's really hard to find words right now because this whole situation is just so tragic, and it was so shocking. Brian passed away while running a marathon. It was actually his sixth marathon. He was a very, like, avid runner. He loved running. Um, but what I do just want to say quickly is that as hard as it is to, you know, move on and, um, you know, life just keeps going. (laughs) Um, Brian was such a huge supporter of mine and this podcast. He loved podcasts. That was something that him and I had in common and we talked about a lot and he was always so encouraging and supportive of, of this show and of me and honestly, like, I, I wasn't even sure if I wanted to come back today, um, just because everything has, has felt really hard. Um, but 
I know that, that Brian would want me to keep going. And he, like I said, he was so supportive and he was just an absolutely incredible person. Anyone that knew him at all will tell you that he was just an absolute doll. And honestly, like I, I want to live the rest of my days, like emulating the person that he was and his spirit, because he was just so kind so giving, made everyone feel special. He just had that quality of like, you know, if he was talking to you, like you were the most important person. Um, yeah, it's, it still doesn't feel real. It's still, it's still very, very hard. So I'm going to move on. Um, thank you so much to everyone who has reached out and, you know, just sent their love and condolences. Um, I appreciate you guys so much. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think support and community can get you through anything, um, even the hardest of things. But like I said, more than anything, please, please just keep Amy and their three children in your prayers. Um, that means so much. They're, they do have a GoFundMe and I have the link on my profile just for the kids' college funds and for, you know, expenses. Um yeah, there's, there's many layers to this tragedy, but more than anything, I think it's amazing to see the the love and support when something, you know, terrible happens, like truly terrible. The humanity that you see, um, it's, it's definitely, it's really given me, um, a lot of hope. And this is, has been just, oh, just so, so very hard. So, that's what I want to say about that. And again, thank you so much to everyone who has just reached out with support. It means so much to me. Now, moving on to today's episode. If there's like new people listening who have come to listen to today's guest, they're probably like, wow, this show, this is a heavy start. I promise it's usually not like this, but you know, life, life happens, doesn't it? Um, so today my guest, she's a returning guest, is Eileen, uh, who you may know better as Mama Fry from Autism with a Side of Fries. This was so much fun. Eileen was a guest on my show two years ago, and I always think of her as like the OG kind of autism mama blogger. And and honestly, she is. She, she really like, she started all this. Um, and she has been such an inspiration to me, uh, since starting this show and even before, but she's also just been like so incredibly kind and supportive. I've, I've come to her many a time, you know, for advice, for a friend. We, as you will hear on this episode, we get into some self-care and like some beauty talk. Cause that is something that her and I have in common. Um, we both definitely appreciate all things kind of beauty, makeup, skincare related. Um, and that was really fun to talk about because I think that's really important. And if you've been listening to the show, then you know I've been kind of on this self-care journey. And I loved getting to chat with her about that stuff. But this this is such a fun episode because in this conversation, it, it really runs the gamut. We talked about so many things from, you know, how her son is doing now. It's been two years since she's been on the show. He was, you know, like a young teenager when she was on the last time and now he's like basically an adult. So it's, it's so interesting to, you know, just hear how things have changed for them. Um, and then we also talk about, 
April and Autism Awareness Month and kind of like what that means to her. And I shared how, you know, my, my feelings have kind of changed over the years. And it was really interesting to get to have that conversation with her and sort of talk about that. So yeah, we really, we, we hit on many, many topics. Um, and honestly, it was a really fun episode. We obviously recorded this, you know, a few weeks back before anything in my life had changed. And when I listened to listen back to this episode, it was actually really fun because I feel like we got to, I got to kind of like have a break from things because this was such a great episode and a great conversation. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy listening to my conversation with Mama Fry. Hi, Eileen. Welcome to Adventures in Autism. Hello. How are you? Hello, everyone. Good to be back. (laughs) I'm so happy to have you back. I told you this when we were chatting about getting you back on, but you are my mom's absolute (laughs) favorite guest of all time. You are the GOAT. You are the GOAT. (laughs) Uh, I can't believe she's not co-hosting with you today. Oh, my gosh. She would love to. You probably don't even know this, but she comments on so much of your stuff. She probably comments on your stuff more than she does on mine. I'm telling you. (laughs) That is a very common thing with moms because my mother will occasionally ask me, hey, do you know about so-and-so's blog? Well, this is what they talked about today. (laughs) I'm just like, yeah, um, uh, what about your daughters? Hello? (laughs) Right? Right. I'm not kidding. When I tell you just this morning, she sent me a screenshot of something you had posted, um, which we can get into this too, because we've been just struggling with anxiety lately. And you had posted something about how like the change of season and you're like, I can't be the only one here. And she's like, see, Eileen is dealing with this too. And I'm like, yep. But she only refers to you as Mama Fry. Always. So. <laughs> well, that's my drag queen name anyway. So go with yeah, it. That just go. go with it. I answer to it now. I'm surprised it's not on my driver's license at this point. So. I love it. But yeah, you're only Mama Fry. So I am super excited to have you. You're one of my favorite guests too. But like, Thank I, you. I, I'm like a, a mother. Like all my guests are important to me. So it's hard for me to choose. My mom is like very. Un- she's just like, oh no, Eileen's the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's my new favorite. So let her know that. <laughs> I, love I love it. Well, I'm I'm so happy to have you back. You really are one of my favorite people, just because you're honesty and your wit it's like equal parts and it's so perfect it's just the most perfect combination so I can't wait to dive into everything with you and like you and I were just talking about you were on the show a while ago it's actually been two years since Mm -hmm. you were on the show so like things have changed a lot and we were just saying like kiddo was 14 when you came on last time and now he's 16 those are formative years for any kid it's huge yeah, it's, it's a huge change uh, for parenting and for him. Yes. Uh, I was just sitting here thinking about when I was on here last, we were just going in the process of starting like job coaching for him and getting him into the workforce. And now he kind of is. And, Yippee! you know, it's kind of different. It's a, we are in a different place than where we were uh, a couple of years ago. Um, and of course, that's had its bumps because hello, Miss COVID had to come to the party. Yep. And, um, you know, didn't remember inviting her, but uh, (laughs) he he started this past. Well, not this year, but the oh boy, talk about the years just melt together now after being home for a year Um, in 20. The school year of um, of 2019, 2020, he had started going off campus for like vocational training and different retail experiences, uh, different food service industry experiences 
and he was loving it. And, and it was just like what we had hoped and what we kind of thought he would do well in because my kid is a kid that needs to be busy or he just can't handle it. Like he needs stuff to do and he loves knowing he's helping. Like that's his favorite kind of thing to do. So we kind of figured like, Oh, we're going to get, I got to get this kid out to work because this, mm-hmm. this is where he'll thrive. And sure enough, he, he really t- started taking to it. Of course, you know, March 20th, uh, March, 2020 came by and everything screeched to a halt uh not only was he not going off to work anymore but he wasn't going to a physical building for school um mm-hmm. that was from let's see march of 2020 until september of 2020 uh and even though he's back in school he's still not off campus for work because covid restrictions being what they are for you know all those various places that he went to work they have their own protocols and mm-hmm. they can't host you know a, a job coach coming in with six other people um, when they have their own requirements for how many employees can be in a store. So, you know, I understand that on that perspective, but I also, as a mom who used to work in the field of job coaching and pre-vocational training, I'm just like almost tearing my hair out because these are such critical years for him. Uh, He will be 17 next month. I mean, let's forget about, yeah, he's 16. He'll be 17. I'm staring down adulthood with him mm-hmm. and kind of freaking out uh for lack of better words about vocational training with him um <laughs> covid mm-hmm. is not helping i'm a little annoyed with her right now because i got a plan and boy did it really throw us off the railroad tracks with that one because who could have predicted it and you know how do we recover from here Usually with autism, you always try to figure out, all right, this isn't working. How do we make it work? And I don't know how to make that work right now. So, uh. yeah, I feel like that has been a big challenge for me, too, in different ways, because I think like when our when we kind of first got started in our journey, I felt like, OK, as long as like you said, like we had a plan, then I felt better. And if I felt better, like. I, I think Logan felt better. Like it was just like, you know, this cohesive kind of machine that was like working and we had bumps here and there, but like having, having the plan was very comforting. And I didn't even realize how much comfort I took in that until it was gone. And then I was like, Oh goodness. Like we are just like, you know, treading water here now for us, Logan is really little. So it's, it's a different a different beast. So for you guys, like going, I mean, granted things are starting to look better. I'm like, yeah. air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> knock wood. Forget yeah. air quotes. Right. Knock wood. <laughs> yeah, knock wood, air quotes, say your prayer, throw some salt over your shoulder, whatever you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, I feel like we're, we're kind of getting there. Is there plans to kind of what, when, when things pick back up again for him to work on more job training? Like what's the goal for him? Uh, I mean, I would, I, my goal is for him to be off campus again in some sort of job training uh, possibility. I don't care what the job is. I just want him off campus to do it. Uh, You know, it's not to say he's not getting practice with those skills at school. They have, the school has rose to the occasion on many ways of trying to be creative with teaching those skills at the school, but there's just some things like practical workplace experience you cannot replicate in a classroom. They need mm-hmm. to be out in the world doing it. Um, so, I mean, ultimately, that's my goal. Right now, I 
what I'm doing, you know, it's one of those cases of what, what can you control to make it feel better? Mm. And I realized I'm like, okay, well, what are some volunteering opportunities that I could possibly take him to uh, where he could work in that capacity and we could work on those skills. So he's actually going to be going to his first volunteer gig on Sunday uh, with me as his one-to-one. So we can do those things to keep, you know, like this is work we're going to do kiddo. We're going to do it from this hour to this hour. And we need to help these people just to keep this, you know, the momentum going because I, I've seen some areas where he started to regress and I don't want him to lose much more. Mm-hmm. We worked way too hard to get to where we were. I don't, I don't want to see it gone. And, um, and he's bored. I mean, that's just it more than anything. He's bored. He wants to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, his school went from being a place where he could, he would have academics and be in the classroom, but they would also do a lot of, um, out in the community experiences and they can't do that now because of COVID. Um, so, you know, he still likes going to school because he's at least leaving the house, <laughs> but then he's stuck in a classroom all day, which is a kind of a drag. And he's let, he's let me know that very loudly, uh, the different things at school that he doesn't like anymore. Um, mm. But what can you do? I mean, it's just, you know, it, it, he scripts it so often, stay healthy, stay safe. One of the teachers said it to him once. So he knows that there's this thing going on and we need to stay healthy and stay safe. But at the same time, he's so frustrated by it because he's a 16-year-old. And try telling a 16-year-old that they can't do something, autism or not. So So true. (laughs) I hate to tell you. (laughs) I hate to give you a warning there, but. uh... (laughs) Totally. Um, You touched on it a little bit, but I mean, the fact that he is, is 17 and you guys are kind of, you know, staring at adulthood. How is that for you? Just, I mean, like in in general, like seeing him growing up and like maybe some changes that are happening with him now that he is becoming an adult, but then just like parenting in general, like you were just saying, I mean, parenting a teenager is just like so, so different. And I'm, I'm always curious when I talk to parents with older children, because I feel like this is my future. (laughs) It's different in the fact that I have to occasionally have to ask myself, I was it, there's always a moment where I have to ask myself, is it autism or is it puberty? Um, because there are be- behaviors that I would start worrying about. Because, you know, with autism, you're always looking for, like, what's not, like, is there anything that's not the norm? You're just hyper-focused on that all the mm-hmm. time as a parent because you're worried about possible behaviors. And, like, he started getting into going into his room and closing the door and blasting music. And for the longest, like, for a while there, I was panicking about that (laughs) because he never did it before. And then I had to remind myself, that is exactly what I did as a teenager. (laughs) Granted, the musical choices are much different. (laughs) But, but like, I can't panic about that. Like, that's typical teenager behavior. If he wants to be in his room and, like, I'd have to start respecting, like, the door is closed. I need to remember to knock on the door because he is, again, a teenager. Mm-hmm. I got to give, you know, I got to give him, respect his privacy and give him that. Um, so that's different. I mean, there's some things I joke about it. Like, you know, he can start kind of earning his keep around here, which is nice. Uh, you know, there's something to be said about, you know, he's I still my captain vacuum boy. He loves to vacuum my house. 
I have not va- physically vacuumed my house in years because kiddo does it. What a gift. There's something, there's something nice to be said about that. Like, oh, yes, can you please go vacuum? Yes. Thank you. Um, because of the school he's in, they're very big on uh, independent living skills and uh, life skills. And he can now make some simple lunches for himself. Another great thing of me just staying on, you know, a certain night where mom is too tired to cook and be like, okay, you know what to do. There's the freezer. Go pick something out. Like he can make his own meal. Like that is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not saying that a parent that has typical kids that wouldn't appreciate that. I'm sure they do, but it just seems a little extra awesome for us. Um, So there's things like that that are just like, I don't take that for granted. To me, that's just like amazing that he can do things like that or just go to the take care of his own shower like i that to me is fantastic i'm not going in there and washing his hair for him he could do it That's um, cute. things like that are pretty cool um but you know there's other things you still got to work like you know shaving mm-hmm. that that's all you know <laughs> when he started getting whiskers on his chin and I said to my husband, I'm like, you're going to have to help me out here. And he's like, what? You can't handle it? And I'm just like, I've never shaved my face. You're going to have to work with me on this one. <laughs> this is a new experience for yeah. me. Uh, so we've had to go through that and learn how to do that. Kiddo is not so great with it. So we do a lot of hand over hand mm-hmm. and I have to do go over it. So I've learned how to shave a face now. I now can do it. Uh, so I'm learning new skills mm-hmm. too. So he's not the only one. Um, but those are the things you kind of have to, you just do. I mean, you don't really have a choice. Mm. Um, you know, I always say I would love him to go back and being two years old again so I could pick him up. But, you know, (laughs) (laughs) there's some things that are some perks for him being old enough. Like, you know, he can, we can have not so much less supervision around him, but he can be, I can trust him in his room by himself if he has a door closed. I'm not panicking like, oh, what's he doing in there? What's he getting into? Like, no, he's fine in there. I can take a breath. I can take a moment. Yeah. So. I think that's great. I love that, like you said, like the life skills they work on in school. I think for so many of our kids, like that really should be the focus now. I mean, not that like academics aren't important, but especially as they're getting older, it's like we want them to be as independent as they can be. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just... I noticed it more so last year's the way what he was bringing home in way of course work had switched greatly more to the life skill stuff. Mm-hmm. And I will be honest, like I was kind of, I don't want to say sad, but it was just like, Oh wow, this is so different. Like this is, this is not what I would have expected my teenager son to be doing in schoolwork mm-hmm. right now. Um, but I'm so glad because it is making him more confident to do things by himself um and that he can do it um you know even just the simple things like you know getting him to pay for his own food when we go out someplace like that's a multi-step multi-lesson event but he's now learning how to do it so i mean that's just awesome same thing with like going food shopping he can go food shopping and follow a list and find the items he needs for this you know and load them up on the conveyor belt and things like that so um you know they're important skills that they need to learn. That makes Uh, me so happy. I'm like smiling from ear to ear right now because I feel like those are the things I think about with Logan. And I'm like, well, is he ever going to do this? Will he do this? And I feel like we're, we're seeing him kind of like, like I know you said like kiddos got like teenager behavior. Now we're kind of seeing like big kid behavior from Logan. And it makes me so happy because I'm like, 
you know, things look a little bit different, but I feel like we're still on that path. So I'm hopeful and I'm very, I'm looking forward to him like having that little more independence and doing things more on his own. Because kind of like how you said, like kiddo, like his whole goal is to, to help you and to please you. Like Logan is, is like that too, for sure. Like he knows when we're, we're proud of him and he's proud of himself. And those are like my absolute most favorite moments. And they usually, I mean, I, I am proud of him when he does well, you know, on his schoolwork or, or things like that. But it's like the things that he can do independently on his own, like truly nothing makes me more proud. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just fantastic. And I, I don't take any of it for granted because when we started this journey, it's just like you said, you sit there and you wonder, like, what is the future going to look like? What will he be able to do? What will he won't be able to do? Um, so anything we do, I'm ecstatic about. Yeah. And especially when he's proud of himself and he knows he did well, that's, there's no words to describe the feeling I have looking at him knowing he feels proud of himself. Like, I'm just over, you know, the clamped, I guess yeah. is the best word for it. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, though, because Logan will, it, it's, it's a similar, a similar thing with him where he, like, he knows that we're proud of him and, and that's awesome. But when he's proud of himself, th- this smile that he gets is like, my absolute most favorite smile and it's very particular to that situation it's like yeah Mm -hmm. seeing them be proud of themselves like as a mom it's just like yeah you're like over the moon yeah it's a drug I swear I I'm addicted to that feeling it feels so good so true (laughs) so so true oh my gosh well I love hearing about that so one of the things that you and I were chatting about and and we have in common is we're both very much uh beauty enthusiasts I (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I knew you were my people before I knew this about you, but then finding out like there's many things like you're you're a show tunes kind of gal like there's there's many, many threads that I feel like you and I have in common, but we have a, a similar favorite podcast. Uh, well, I don't know if it's your favorite. It's, we- it's my favorite. Oh no, it's that it's probably one of my favorites, Natch Butte. Without a, I'm I'm shouting her out. I'll tag it when you bring this episode. I tag out. her. I I I message her. I I comment to her on on Instagram. I love her. We're talking about Jackie Johnson. She's the the host of the show. Natch Butte is like, I would call it like a beauty comedy podcast, a kind of lifestyle-y, but I discovered it a couple years ago, and I feel like you and I kind of discovered it like around the same time, it seemed like. I think so, yeah. yeah. we both all of a sudden were like, oh my gosh, you listen to Natch Butte, and we would talk about like our beauty stuff. So, and I, every time I talk about anything, I've been on this kind of self-care journey these past couple of years and I've talked a lot about it. And I feel like people enjoy hearing about that because we all need more self-care in our lives and, and beauty stuff to me, like is self-care. I know some people don't necessarily think of it that way, but I do. Oh, I absolutely yeah. do. The older I've gotten even more yeah. so. I've become more ridiculous about it. It's like I joked with you before. I have my 72 steps. <laughs> but it's mostly because like it is literally the five to six minutes I give to myself at the end of the day that truly relaxes yes. me. I shut the damn door. I'm like, my family knows. Do not interrupt yeah. mom. She is busy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, wash the sin off my face as I joke every day. Um, because it's just, it is my time for myself and it makes me feel good. And that is a contagious feeling. You walk out of your bathroom and you feel relaxed and you feel happy. You know, the other people in the household are going to pick up on that and they're going to feel happy and relaxed. You know, 
I'm not saying you have to do a 72 step skincare routine, <laughs> but to take five minutes for yourself, it makes a big damn difference. And I say this as someone who's been doing the autism thing a long time. Yeah. You're not going to get a trophy for being a martyr because you didn't, you know, that you decide, oh, no, I, I'm not going to treat myself to uh, uh, getting a haircut because I, I'm too busy with all my autism stuff with yes. my child. No one's going to give you a sticker for that. What are you waiting for? <laughs> Go get your damn haircut. Like, you know, and I'm a Jersey girl. Like, we don't mess around with that <laughs> stuff. I get my nails did. <laughs> I go get my hair done. Uh, you know, that's that's my time. That is my time. And it's, you know, especially if you're a mom, you, you, it's real easy to get wrapped up on your kids and all their care stuff until one day you blow. And that's not good for anybody. Totally. So. That's kind of how I was. Like, I was really in... I mean, I don't know if I was a martyr. I don't feel like I was, but I probably was. But I was very much in that space of like, I need to take care of everybody else. My needs are secondary. I have to take care of the kids. I have to take care of Logan. And I really just got to the point where I like, it was like, I'm spent. Like I have nothing left to give at this point. And I didn't even necessarily realize like I was just kind of like, in survival mode until I had, I went to a, a doctor's appointment with my first doctor's appointment in many years. And the doctor really said to me, like, you need to be taking care of yourself. Like I was just, my tank was empty. And that was kind of a wake up call for me just to, just to change my, my habits in, in many ways. Have you had that shift or have you always been like, no, the self-care is important? Oh, no, I went through that, too. I went through a real ugly phase. Uh, and I don't say that just because, like, oh, I was physically ugly. I just had, you know, everything <laughs> emotionally, spiritually, uh, and physically, too. I didn't take care of myself the way I should be taking care of myself. And I still don't take care of myself as much as I should be. But I always feel it. Like, I can I can at least acknowledge it now when I'm like, you know, gee, I feel like crud. Oh, gee, okay, now I know, mm -hmm. you know, let's think about what am I doing have I had enough water today? Even something stupid like that. Like, have I had enough water today? You know, I might joke about how addicted I am to caffeine, but I don't drink it nearly as much as I think people think I do. <laughs> but like, you know, simple things like that as a, as a woman, you walk around all day and you've got like a throbbing headache. It's because, you know, maybe you need a glass of water. Yeah. <laughs> it really does make a huge difference, you know, things like that. Um, but, you know, even simple things like just buying a, simple moisturizer at the drugstore. I'm not saying you have to spend hundreds of dollars on a beauty care routine. And I don't fault you if you do good for you, mm -hmm. if you do. Um, but it, it makes a big difference just to take 60 seconds and slap some moisturizer on your hands, yeah. you know, and feel like you can, okay, I'm going to take a breather and then I'm going to go try again and work on this skill with right. my kid, you know, things like that. Um, and, you know, talk about the self-care stuff. It's like, I have to show that example to my mm -hmm. child. I can't gripe on him like, oh, you forgot to brush your teeth when I haven't brushed my hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can't, uh, I have to show side by side example for him. Like, you take pride in yourself. I need to take pride in myself as well. So, I mean, that's part of it. But like, you know, yeah. But yeah, of course, I'm going to put on these potions and lotions and have my fantasy in the mirror pretending to be a, a glamorous woman who can do that. And then <laughs> when I'm done, I'm going to put on the pajamas I bought from Target and Go back outside and deal with my family. <laughs> well, I think so, you are glamorous because you're always rocking a red lip. And to me, a red lip is just like, that's my power move. Like if I really need to feel like, I'm a, I'm a lipstick gal 
like through and through. Um, I'm usually more of like, I love like a, a, a deep mauve shade, like kind of a, Oh, my, I like yeah, that that's too. That's my kind of everyday go-to. But if I really need to feel like my powerfulness, I'll do either like a, a red or even like a hot pink. I'll go, I go crazy with the lipstick. I never even like wore the red lipstick until I turned 40. Believe it or not. Everybody always says, oh, you're always with the red lipstick. I got a freebie once and I tried it on and that was like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> I always say like, you know, I could have bought a sports car when I turned 40. No, I just got a tube of red lipstick and then my life was changed. Oh but it does. And everybody goes, oh, well, you do your makeup every day. No, what I do is I put on red lipstick. You think I have a lot of makeup on. I don't. Yeah. It, that's the main reason why I do it because... You put on a bold lip. You don't have to worry about everything else. That's so true. I remember last year, I went to a like an outdoor party when things were like just kind of starting to get a little a little bit lightened up because the weather was nicer. I went to an yeah. outside outside like socially distanced party, but I knew we'd be outside the whole time. So I put on like a bold lip and my sunglasses, and everyone's like, "You look amazing!" And I'm like, "This is literally all I have on, but that's all you need." That's it. <laughs> eyebrows done mascara lipstick done I'm out the door that's it you know and I I love I love wearing my red lipstick and I have a lot of people joking oh you must not like wearing it now because you have the mask I'm like yeah that's kind of a pain in the butt but I still wear it (laughs) yeah my masks are all stained with my lipstick it's so funny I see like I grew up with we talked about my mom my mom is like Mrs. Glamour like she always has makeup on and and mostly her too like she has a a strong lip she does like a lot of the deeper reds or burgundies or like the pinks but I grew up with that so to me that was just like the norm but it was so funny because I when I was younger I always did like lighter colors like a light pink or a nude and then I started kind of getting into these bolder colors I remember I was in like my early 20s and I was drinking coffee and I put my cup down and I realized I had like this really obvious lipstick ring on my cup and I was like oh my gosh I just became my mother like it was just like I I mean our cups at home are like you're never getting the lipstick off those like they are stained years and years with her lipstick but that was like the norm to me so I I I, like I said I grew up with that but it was still hard for me even in the beginning of this journey to to kind of get back to that like I felt like I kind of lost that girl like that sort of glamour person and not that I, again, not that I think that's everything because I think so much more goes into self-care, but I truly do believe that when mm-hmm. you look good, you feel good. It's oh, gosh. As yeah. simple as taking a few seconds to like put on the lipstick, like put on the lipstick. Absolutely. Lipstick, and you don't have, and like I said before, you don't have to spend a lot of money on your makeup and skincare. You don't. You can do it on a budget. Yeah. And trust me, I am on a budget. I have <laughs> autism's very expensive yeah. i have to take my cuts where i can um but it just it makes you feel so much better and i i just i realize for myself how much i not so much i rely on it but it really does help is when the pandemic did start last year was i wearing as much makeup no i wasn't leaving the house and i realized one day i'm like wow i haven't had makeup on in weeks and i just put it on just for something to do because i was bored and i felt so yes. much better and I'm like, I don't care if I'm not leaving the house today. I'm making sure I do this more often because it just, it really did just help my mental well-being that day. I do not agree more. I've, I've realized that over the last like couple months, like I try at least a couple times a week to put makeup on. And it's funny because my daughters will be like, mommy, why are you putting on makeup? Like they know, like usually it's like, I'm only going somewhere and I'm like, 
just want to put on some makeup today. I just want to like feel nice. And then of course they want to put on makeup, which is like a whole thing, but it really does make you feel so much better. And I, I totally agree with you. You don't have to spend a lot of money. I actually have a new discovery and then I'm going to ask you to share something too. I, so I am a brow girl. Eyebrows are like very, very, very important to me. I'm an esthetician and I just, I, my, my first job out, out of aesthetic school was working for benefit and benefit is like all brows. <gasps> you worked for benefit. benefit? I worked at Oh yes. So I did, and that was like all I did day in and day out. I mean, I did I did all waxing, but we did eyebrows like you would not believe. So that was kind of like my my I I was I was into brows before, but that was like really pushed me over the edge. So during the pandemic, I completely stopped doing anything to my eyebrows, and I you know I'm a child of the '90s, so back I oh. I know what your eyebrows went through because my eyebrows oh, went girl. through that too. I like my, I shared somewhat <laughs> recently my my senior pictures from my high school. My eyebrows were lines, like they were literally like a pencil line. They were so small, and I'm very very lucky that they grew back in. But then I just had them like very shaped over the past, I would say probably 10, 15 years, like kind of since I worked for Benefit. Um, and I loved that. I loved like a really defined arch and just like very shaped. But then I completely just let them grow wild during the pandemic. And now they're just like huge and I kind of love it and I'm just going with it. So same for me. I'm not doing anything with mine yeah. anymore. I'm just letting them just That's go nuts. I, don't care. I feel like it's like, first of all, it's, it's totally like the vibe right now. I feel like everyone is back to like the nineties or wanting like those huge, like Brooke Shields eyebrows. Like the, I feel like that look is totally back. So that's part of why I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go with it. But I used to use like more powders or pencils when they were like more shaped and defined. And I liked that. But now I just discovered it's um, kind of a dupe actually for a, a benefit product. Benefit has one, I think it's called Gimme Brow. And it's like a little, oh, mm, okay, I have you know, it. you know. Okay. So I have mm -hmm. a, a dupe for you that you're going to love. But for people who don't know, it's like a tiny little, almost like a mascara wand, but like a baby, like itty bitty mascara wand. And it, it has like colors, colored fibers that come out. So it helps kind of like give you that just more like fullness. So I had the darker, the brown one. And I love that because I could just like swipe that. And I didn't, it was all I needed to use because I might, again, my eyebrows are huge. So I just kind of needed like a little filling in a couple spots and just to kind of shape them. So that, but that's like, I think 30 bucks for that little tube. And I would go that yeah. quickly because again, I'm a brow girl. Like that's important. Yeah. So I just started using... It's from the cheapest brand ever, that brand Elf that you can get at like Target or wherever. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I think it's $4, I want to say. It's like 3 or $4. And it's called Wow Brow. I <gasps> oh, I'm right. It's this the down. same thing. It's the same thing. It works just as well. <gasps> and it is $4. It's so good. I'm going on oh, my yeah. Target Put list. Put it on your Target list. And actually, yeah. while I'm on Elf, I, somebody else had recommended um their concealer which i have been using the tarte shape tape for a long time and i do really love that one um but again it's pricey and somebody had recommended the the camo concealer, camo concealer. i'm wearing oh it now <laughs> the camo concealer is just as good as the shape tape it is i i also have used the shape tape and i got the camo concealer i heard somebody talking about it and i'm like let me try it it's like what is yes. it six bucks yeah, like it's six bucks. I'm like, all right, for six bucks, I'll try it. I, I love, love it. it too. I, 
I was so impressed because I feel like I don't know what it is if I'm not sleeping as much, but my dark circles have been just like getting worse and worse. And, you know, I'm getting older and all that stuff. They're just they're they're rough looking lately. And I feel like that actually covers my dark circles better than the shape tape. Yeah, it's it's very little goes a long way. That's I tell everybody when when I I have told people to try it just a little bit. (laughs) It's thick. Um, but yeah, no, it really helps. My thing is I always need the brow gel because, um, my eyebrows are now insulting me. The ones that do come in are coming in gray and Mm. white and I'm not quite ready for that yet. (laughs) One day I'll get to that journey of being a gray and white haired person. It's just not today. And like, I need that color gel to cover those brows. (laughs) I don't have any gray eyebrow hairs yet, but I the grays are, I have a streak that's coming in like a full blown streak. And part of me is like, should I embrace it and like go with the streak? But then their part of me is like, Oh my God, no, like I'm not ready for this. But I mean, it is like, I have a silver streak running through like the part of my hair. It's, it's insane. So some people can rock that. I would love to be able to be that type of person to rock that one giant streak of gray. I think that would be cool. I just am not sure that it's me. (laughs) yeah i'm kind of the same way every once in a while when i see those roots coming i'm like yeah i gotta touch it up (laughs) (laughs) give me that box of l'oreal i'll do it myself (laughs) so tempted to go that route but i have put i have put that on on my street before because i'm like hey if i just need to cover it a little bit it that the brow stuff it will cover that that's so smart you're right that witch is doing it It just it it, it's it's like really stays on too it's perfect so those are a couple of my, especially like if you want a, a good like bargain beauty thing. What are a couple of your like go-to? They could be bargain or not. Um, one thing I would say that I, I uh, absolutely love is um, you ever use the makeup eraser oh, yeah. microfiber cloth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would tell any person to buy that because that thing will get every little tra- last trace of makeup off your face. For anyone who hasn't and- used it, tell, explain what it is. It looks like just a basic washcloth. It's super, super mm-hmm. soft. You wet it and just rub it on yep. your face and everything comes yep. off. <laughs> I just don't know how to It's really it. crazy. It's crazy. It really is just an eraser for your face. And I even use um, like a makeup cleansing balm with it. Like a body shop makes it. It's chamomile cleansing mm-hmm. balm. So I'll rub that all over my face and then I will wipe it off with the makeup eraser. And then it's just like, whoosh, everything's off my face at once. Like waterproof mascara yep. works. Everything's off. Um, that's one of my favorites because it gets everything off. I'm a big fan of double cleansing. You wash your face once and then you wash your face twice to make sure you get all your makeup mm-hmm. off. Um, now, see, I was going to say the benefit, give me brow. But now I know <laughs> I need to check out the self product because... <laughs> Four, bo- four bucks. That four is bucks. funny that that was going to be what you were going to say. I, that really is like, I love that one, but I'm telling you, you need to tell me what you think of after you try the, the elf one. Cause I swear, I think I'm it's def- just as good. That is absolutely one of my goat. I've been buying that for years. So now I got to try that out because nothing else is compared because I've tried other things and they're just like, mm, nope, this doesn't work. Okay. Good to know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I think probably my other favorite thing is um, Tarte makes it. It's knockout tingling treatment. Um, it's a toner for your face after you wash your face. 
It has lactic and salicylic acid in it. It just makes your face feel so smooth. It's one thing I've learned now. I'm 47. I'm getting up there in years. Mama needs a good chemical exfoliation. Mm -hmm. And this is it for me. And like I use this a couple of times a week and it just gets all the dead skin off your face. And then you put your moisturizer on it and it gets better into your skin. And Oh, I'm getting Try that. That sounds lovely. I have been using, and I've actually heard this mentioned on Natch Butte. Um, the Paula's Choice. It's like a BHA, AHA, um, and it's like a gel. And I, I do, I like it, but I think it's a, a little bit too harsh for my skin because my skin is is a little bit sensitive. So I have to be careful with the acids because I will start to get just like irritation really easily and like mm-hmm. peely. Um, so I can use that like maybe once a week. But I'm curious about this Tarte product. I've never- oh, yeah, that's they call it the knockout because your face will look red after mm-hmm. you use it, but it goes away pretty yeah. quickly. But it makes such a big difference. I've noticed in my well, skin. you're definitely right so. about doing some type of exfoliation. Uh, again, this is yeah. the esthetician in me, but like if you are, are doing something a couple times a week, you are like so ahead of the game. And I think people do think, oh, I need this like 72 step skin routine. And honestly, if you want to and you like to have at it, but if you don't, it's really okay to just have like just wash your face and put on the moisturizer and then like a couple times a week add in some type of exfoliation. Your skin will thank you. Yeah, no, and that's part of the reason why I don't really have to wear as much makeup as I used to. Because I'm also a child of the 80s, so, I, you know, that was the thing. You put 14 pounds on your face every day of, you know, foundation and all that stuff. I don't miss that at all. <laughs> so. I can't help it. Like, I guess because I, I am a makeup artist. Like, I, not that I, I do have, like, my quick, like, five-minute face I can do, but I love a full beat. I just can't help it. I love the Oh, it's still fun oh, to yeah. do. I just don't do it every day. <laughs> okay. I definitely had to learn how to like pair it back. But yeah, there there's times like I said now, especially because I don't do it very often, where like I'll put I'll put the full face on and I'm like, Mama still got it. <laughs> yeah. I can still do it. I just like to remind myself. <laughs> oh, I feel like you and I need to start our own beauty podcast because I could talk to you about this stuff like all day long. Oh God, me too. That's just, that's why I love natural Fuse so much because it's just like, it's just candy it for really your is. ears. Especially Jackie's you so know? funny too. <laughs> and that's a self-care thing. I'll tell every parent listening right now, find something on a podcast that you love, just a different subject from yeah. autism. Like that's just a nice mental vacation. Told- and, you know, of course, listen to this podcast. Don't be silly. <laughs> but in addition to... Well, I- <laughs> you though because I feel like it is really easy and I think a lot of the parents that I talk to especially are in like the very early kind of stages of of like finding a diagnosis or just diagnosed and I think you do kind of want to like submerse yourself in this whole world oh definitely yeah Yeah. and I totally get that but it's like I saying like candy for your ears like give your give your ears a little vacation every now and then and just think about something that is not autism related because it it can consume you yeah Absolutely. I, I don't, I often joke, like, it's not this huge race. You're not going to get to the, you know, right, not yeah. racing to the thing that's going to fix it all. So why are you running? Just like, chill out. I, take it step the by best step. advice. And honestly, I, I really wish I had somebody who had said that to me in the beginning, because I did feel, I felt like there was this like imaginary clock, like just tick, tick. And I'm mm-hmm. like, now, honestly, oh, speaking of clocks, how random. 
<laughs> That's so funny. But like, I felt like we were, on, we were in this race against time and, and now realizing like that was just totally arbitrary is, is actually very freeing to be like, okay, there is, mm-hmm. there is no race. Like we're just, this is just life. This is it. That's it. Once you make your peace with that, it gets a lot easier. I'll be the first to say it. Uh, but it's a natural instinct as parents. You hear that something is not, quote, unquote, I hate using this word, yeah. right with your child. Um, and your, your first instinct, we must fix it. In any other circumstance, when you're in a doctor's office and they say, this isn't working right, you're prescribed medicine, you're prescribed uh, procedure or therapy or whatever it be. And then it's, that's what you do to adjust it. So when you get this big word like autism, you're in the same mindset. Uh, whether it could be an ear infection or autism, you're like, all right, we got to yeah. fix it. You know, once you let go of that, it's a lot easier. I totally agree. Another thing that I feel like has, has kind of shifted for me and you and I were talking about this a little bit beforehand, but you know, it is April. So we are in autism awareness or autism acceptance month, however you want to look at it. And I was telling you, like, we are, we're still kind of in the early part of our journey. Like we're in, you know, single digits of our autism journey. And even still, I feel like my perspective on this month and just everything that it means to me and what, how I, how I feel about it has really changed. How do you feel about April and what does it like inspire or not inspire for you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, depends on the day. Um, Honestly, though, I, I can tell the difference of where someone is on their autism journey by how enthusiastic or not th- enthusiastic they are about yeah. April. Um, I'm not saying I'm not enthusiastic. What One thing that did kind of please me this year was this was honestly the first year I really started seeing more people say autism acceptance yeah. month than awareness month. And that made me mm-hmm. happy because... You know, I've been doing this for a damn long time. Are people not aware? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, how long? <clears throat> I'm tired. I've been telling lots of people for years. How are you all not aware mm-hmm. yet? So I, I'm happy to see more people push for the autism acceptance part of it. Um, but that comes with its own uh, problems as well. And I'm seeing that. Uh, there's not a year that goes by where I don't have someone writing me saying, I just got yelled at because I use this hashtag or I support this charity or I use this symbol. What did I do Mm -hmm. wrong? And then I have to go, all right, well, all right, here's the thing about this one. And here's the thing about that one, because I'm the gray old (laughs) horse in the, in the barn (laughs) and I can tell these noobs about it. And, you know, then they'll say to me, well, what's right? And I'm just like, I can't make that decision for you. Yeah. I'm not about to tell you what to support or what not to support. I'll tell you my two cents of what yeah. I do. You make your own decision after right. that. Um, that's the part I can't stand because I think there are a lot of parents. And this is where the, the Internet is great if you're a parent with a child that has special needs. Because you can find out a lot of information quickly from other parents who are walking the same exact path mm-hmm. as you. And that can be great, but it can also be the worst enemy for a parent that doesn't know about certain things with autism, especially uh, they can be ripped apart, ripped to shreds online and seeing someone, even if you don't know the person 
ranting and raving at mm-hmm. you how you're doing this wrong, how you're abusing your child because you think this yeah. way. Like it gets, it makes you think, well, why bother? Yeah. And that's the part I hate because I don't want any parent to be like, well, screw it. I'm never going to talk about autism publicly mm-hmm. ever again. I'm not going to fight for my kid or why should I even bother? Like that part bugs the hell yeah, out. Oh, of totally. And I'm, I'm, that's the part I'm sick of. Like last year, I kind of joked with another friend of mine that because of the pandemic, we were skipping autism awareness <laughs> month because <laughs> of the way, the way it landed. And it kind of did in a lot of ways. A lot of people weren't paying attention to it last year, but it came back with a vengeance yeah. this year. <laughs> and that's a good thing because I don't want to forget about it. And I do want to fight for my kid and I want to advocate for him, but ooh. The online fighting, I got no patience for that. I'm too damn tired. The conflict really is, like, so frustrating. <laughs> and it's also very odd. I, I remember talking to somebody a while ago about, like, the Down Syndrome community and how there there really isn't any, like, discourse in the Down Syndrome community. And she's like, it's so interesting to see the the conflict and the divisiveness in in the autism community as opposed to like with other special needs. And I was like, you're totally right. Like, why, why is it that like this one group has so much conflict? And like you said, like people really do get like torn to shreds. Like there are some people that, I I mean, I, I see the kind of comments they get and it's like, it's, it's stomach churning. And it's really, it is, it is frustrating to be like on the other side of things. And like you said, like you, you want to, you know, push for, autism awareness and acceptance but it's like the I'm the kind of person where like if there's fighting like I'm just like I'm done I'm out and, yeah. and it makes me not that not that I want to give up all of it but it, it does make me want to just be like okay I'm just gonna like stay in my little house hiding for this month because I don't want to get into it with anybody no and I I rarely don't talk about it too much publicly on my page because I just don't want the fighting to even right. start but every once in a while I snap and, you know, my running go-to is, like, to the day you're helping me wipe my son's hairy ass, <laughs> then you can have an opinion on what I think there about you autism. <laughs> like, and that's just really what it boils down to. Are you helping me do this? No? Then I don't care. Well, I'll, I'll be really you know? honest, because I came to you for advice once, because I did have, I had somebody who was really harassing me, sending, like, incessant me, and I came to you, and I was like, Eileen, I don't know what to do here. And you said, who's allowed to give me grief is my son and I was like okay I like that and honestly like that's been kind of my motto going forward is that I'm like if you know if if you want to support me and we're we're gonna be in this together then great like let's do this but if we're if we're on you know other sides of the fence here and we can't see eye to eye that's fine but I'm just gonna walk away I'm not gonna give any any no I just can't. And, and personally, like professionally right now for myself, I just started a new position where I'm working with a charity for creating a 21 plus program for adults on the spectrum. And like, I'm not going to waste my bandwidth for an argument over a hashtag. I'm not, I have bigger things that I'm planning and that's where my energy is going to go. I'm not saying the keyboard warriors aren't making changes. I think in some respects they are. Yes, like we were just talking about Autism Awareness Month. There's definitely more of a push for that name Mm -hmm. now. Is that credited to that movement? Probably. Mm -hmm. You know, 
but there's other things I'm not going to waste my time on. I'm just not. Totally. And I don't have to, I just don't have it in me. I'm too damn old and I'm too damn tired. Um, but I'm going to respect if someone says, you know, but I really feel passionately about that. Great. Okay. Right. You go feel passionately over in your lane. I'll be over in mine. Absolutely. And that's just the way it is. Um, but, you know, it's so funny that you say that with the Down syndrome community. I was speaking to another mom. Her daughter uh, was born deaf. And when she was younger, they made the decision to get cochlear mm-hmm. implants. And she explained to me once that she, in certain circles, is basically persona non grata because they got implants for their daughter which i was like really like i didn't realize that was a whole thing but until you're in the circle you might not know you know what i mean like so i know there's that's what always upsets me with the online fighting because i'd hate to have someone who doesn't have autism directly in their life stumble upon it and be like they're all fighting with each other. Why am I going to support this cause? You know what I mean? Like, that's where I get upset about well, it. Like how hate- you said you've had parents come to you. I actually had a, a friend of mine not ha- who has no child autism, like, just just as like a, you know, she is a supporter of the podcast and of, of our family. And she mm-hmm. came across a post that was like, you know, basically saying like, do this, don't do that. And, and kind of how she's, she said the same thing to me, like, okay, wait, what does this mean? And I had to kind of explain to her and she was like, oh, wow, this is really eye opening. And I just said, I'm like, you know, I, I, I respect people's opinions, but I'm like, it, it is just disheartening because there is a lot of conflict in the autism community. So I told her, I'm like, it's, you know, it's really up to you, like what you want to support and not support. And I'm like, this is kind of how I feel. And I just kind of leave it at that. But especially like you said, for people who don't really are not really a part of, you know, this community directly, it definitely is. Um, it's it just it 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 just seems really intense, and it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is, and it's it's yeah. sad because, like, with this new position that I've been in, I had to briefly explain some of the conflicts yeah. in a group meeting with these people because they didn't understand. Like, one of the things that came up was using the sentence "person with autism" versus "autistic right. person." And, you know, I had explained this and, you know, there was one guy in the, in the group that actually rolled his eyes when I was talking Mm -hmm. about it. And I just said, listen, I know this, you know, doesn't make a lot of sense to you, but imagine you're the person with the autism. You get to, you have a right to identify as you want to be be called. And if that's what they want, you have to respect that. That's just the end of it, (laughs) you know? Um, but, you know, for certain other things, like I've had people ask me about what charities and my always my go to answer is local, local, mm-hmm. local. Absolutely. You cannot argue yep. with that. There's no way you can argue yep. with that. <laughs> I, same thing. I say the same thing because I feel like, you know, there is just there's a lot out there. And I mean, if you see the, those big names that you see a lot, probably steer clear of those. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really my it. thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna t- I'm not gonna go on a rare rant and say, oh, don't support this one. But I can tell you the ones that are gonna do a lot right. more with your exactly. buck. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and you know, I always say that to people. Google, Google. You know, and they say, but which ones? Yeah. Google your area autism. You'll you'll find. I something. totally agree with you. I really yeah. want to hear more about what you're doing with this new position, but I feel like we're kind of getting short on time. So I think we're just gonna have to have you back again. <laughs> ah. <laughs> We'll just bring you 
bring you right back. That sounds amazing. I actually just signed up for a workshop through Logan's co-op to, it's called like next steps talking about like after 21. I just think there needs to be more resources and more education for parents. Cause like, this is the first time anything's even been offered to me. I've just been doing my own research. Can you briefly just touch on what you're doing? Well, what this organization is, is doing, and they're in the process of, they're making this called the Achieve Academy for Adults with mm. Autism. And what it is, it's going to be a continuing education facility for those who are 21 and up. Um, it's going to be a place where they can get job coaching, job training, work on more on life skills. If they need continuing services like occupational therapy, physical therapy, and speech therapy, that's going to be offered wow. as well. Um, socialization, social groups, trips, things like that. Basically, it's just it's trying to make up for the fact that there are not many um, programs for adults after 21. And especially I'm in New Jersey, where we are the highest rates in the country for uh, is for autism is in New Jersey. And yet somehow <laughs> when they all turn 21, there's like very little for programs for them. Um, so it, that's definitely something as kiddo has gotten older, I have been worried about what will be his next steps. And, you know, this opportunity came up for me to be involved, get involved in this organization. I was just like, you know what, that's what I'm doing because I want to put more of those places up and running so that the people like you who are coming mm -hmm. behind me know you have someplace to send your kid. That's why I'm doing it. Oh my gosh. That sounds amazing. And we definitely we need more of that for sure. Because I, I was just talking to another parent about this, about just planning for the future. And it's like, not only is it scary, because it's just, you know, there's a lot to consider. You don't really know exactly where you're going to end up. So there's like the whole kind of like scary, just emotional, like difficult side of things. But it's also just there. there's so little resources and information out there for parents who are, are looking into this stuff. It's hard to access it. Yes, it is very much so. And we don't want, we want to take the mystery right. out of that. And we want parents to know that there is a place for their kid to go that they'll enjoy, that will give them meaningful employment, that will give them purpose and not just be sitting in a warehouse somewhere with 30 something other people, you know, and I'm not knocking those programs. Maybe that's a program that works well for certain right. households. Mm -hmm. It would not work well for my yeah. kid. It would be a recipe for disaster. So that's why I'm doing this. Well, that's so I say I'm selfishly motivated. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Like I always say, it's like when you 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 want to help yourself, but then you want to help others. And I think it's so true because we we have this this sense of like like I know with the podcast, like I was I was really determined to do this because I'm like I know I need this, and I can't be the only one. Yeah, that's true. So. That's that's what we're doing. So yeah, but one, we just started. We have the building. Um, we're in the process of fundraising uh, to start doing their major renovations. Um, you know, they're going to be putting in like a fake apartment. And, oh, I love you know, it. It's going to be awesome. Oh my so, god, yeah. that sounds incredible. Well, yeah, we're going to have to have you back on as things get further down the road, so we can hear more about it. So for anyone who maybe doesn't know where to find you, can you tell everyone where to connect with you and find you? Uh, I am Autism with a Side of Fries on Facebook and on Instagram. Uh, I'm at French Fry Inc. on Twitter, if that's your thing. I don't use it as much. But if you want to see me occasionally tweeting to Jackie Johnson, <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
that's where I'd be. Um, yeah, so that's that's where I'm at. Yay. So well. So thank you for having me again. I had so much I fun. I had so much fun with you too. I I just love chatting with you. Like I said at, to start, you are you're just, you're one of my favorite people to follow and talk to. You just have such a way of like cutting through the BS that I love. <laughs> but like again, with well, like that humor and heart, which is what makes it so special. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you very much. All right, Eileen. Will you take care? We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. bye. For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism, and one that I always go back to is called The Out of Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz, and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT, and I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. (laughs) I love anything by Emily Giffen, like something borrowed or something blue, and those are available on Audible as well, but you can pick from any of their titles. So to download Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. All one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism for your free audiobook. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Eileen. Isn't she just a delight? I, I'm so thankful to have connected with her in this crazy world. Um, like I had said at the beginning of the show, there's been many times where I've come to Eileen just for advice or to chat. I'll never forget when Logan was hospitalized at September and we were, you know, stuck in our room because of COVID. She was so sweet and we had been messaging on Instagram because she was just, I was like going crazy. <laughs> going totally stir crazy and I kept updating my stories like oh my gosh we have to stay here we can't get out of here and she had just posted on on her stories then like hey guys give Megan and Logan some love they're stuck in the hospital um and it was just so sweet she's always just been so supportive and such a delight and I'm super excited about this new project she's working on. So definitely excited to hear more about that in the future. So if you're not following her, you absolutely must. I'm telling you, she is so funny and so like right on with everything she says. Again, she is my mom's favorite. So (laughs) if that's not a glowing endorsement, I don't know what is. Um, If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Adventures in Autism Pod or on Instagram I'm sorry, or on Facebook, <laughs> Adventures in Autism Podcast, or you can email me at adventuresinautism2018 at yahoo.com. I got many emails and messages last week that I have not responded to yet. So if you've sent me a message and I have not responded to you, I apologize. Again, everything kind of got put on hold last week and I am still burying my, or trying to get out from under the the mess that I'm buried under right now. Um, and thank you so much for your patience and just again for all your love and support with everything that we have been dealing with. 
Um, that is all for now. And, you know, April is going to be ending, but again, autism awareness, acceptance. I heard somebody call it autism action month. And I also heard autism celebration month. I like those a lot and I'm going to go with those. And I think going into next year, um, that's what I'm going to try to embrace (laughs) for April. Um, cause yeah, I think awareness is great. Acceptance is great. Um, but I like the idea of like action and, you know, actually doing something. I think that's awesome. And then somebody else had said autism celebration. Cause it's like, we want to celebrate our kids. And, and that one to me, like really speaks to my heart because, you know, I, I'm, I'm so thankful for all the awareness and acceptance and just the, the fact that we are, we're moving forward in all of that. I think that that is so important, but, um, more than anything, I, I, I do want to just, I want to celebrate Logan. I want to celebrate your kid and your adult brother or whoever, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like we need, we just need to keep going, going forward. And maybe we need to dust off some of these, some of these old terms. So April is ending, but again, this podcast never ends. <laughs> so I will always be here every Wednesday, barring a, you know, life altering event like last week. Um, please God, no more of those. It has just been, it's been rough here. Um, so that is all for now. And until next time, take care.